So Christy, Melanie, and I have a really important topic to discuss today. And of course, all of our episodes are centered around mental health. That's why it's called Center Solutions. And Christy and Melanie are, of course, with Centers for Children and Families. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I am the executive director at the Recording Library of West Texas. Um, We do this every Tuesday. So if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. Please check out our other episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes, anywhere you can get podcasts. And a lot of you will recognize our guest on the show today, especially if you attend True Light Christian Fellowship Church. Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a Therapist at Centers for Children and Families. Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised. Today, well, we're talking about civil unrest and our mental health, mental health connection. And this is just, it's a, it's a part of what's uh, going on in our world today. Uh, we're all uh, able to turn on the news and see what's happening. Uh, we've had a lot of conversations that have come up. Violence has erupted in cities across our country sparked by the death of George Floyd and we've seen a lot of protests and this is something that we've seen when we look back we we can see protests a lot in other areas whether it's other areas of our country other parts of the world other times in history I think it's been a little different for us to actually see some of that happening here in our own area and while there's you know there's some good in that it's nice to see that people are passionate about a cause I think there's there's something really inspiring about that um but there are also a lot of difficulties and strife right now um the hogg foundation for mental health uh, has recognized that the mental health impact of racism is considerable and has formally declared a commitment to addressing the problem through all available means and we all uh, at centers look to the hogg foundation quite a bit for information and as a resource and uh have great respect for them there it's it's good to see people making an effort towards change and always seeing of course the mental health connection we talk about this constantly right christy that everything has a mental health component to it it absolutely does so whether whether you are um, a minority person who's dealing with this you know or uh with, with, with all the horrible things that are happening across the world whether you're you know not considered a minority things that are happening right now in our world are upsetting to everyone and i believe that change comes whenever people are upset because we do not like the way that we feel so we want to make change so that is what i'm hopeful for sure and pastor roy smith um thank you so much for being with us today it's good Uh, to to be with you Yes, definitely wanted to uh, get some of your input on how 
uh, what's going on in our community from your perspective. Um, I know um, we all come from different backgrounds and different perspectives. And I always believe that it's important just to have personal conversations. So I think that's what's good about this right now. So yeah. can, is, do you have any uh, any, th- any stories to share, anything that's happened? Well, that- I've been dealing, I guess, since this COVID thing and the George Floyd thing has happened that, you know, I've been dealing with this from one one end of the scope to another. And it does have a, a, a mental health component to it because uh, people tend to react out of their feelings mm-hmm. most of the times uh, above what the facts are. And if they stay in that mode, it can become very depressing. It can become frustrating. It can become life limiting. A lot of things like that uh, can happen. So as a pastor, I'm, I've had to deal with this in not only black people, but white people, uh, Mexican mm-hmm. people, because everybody is feeling the fallout of it. Mm-hmm. And the relationships that I, the thing that I'm pursuing is getting people uh, to understand each other better by building relationships across ethnic lines, across economic lines. And then you get to hear the story of why people feel, why they think, why they act, why they react the way they do. Right. And I agree that you, you can't go into it thinking, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win you over to my side. You have right. to go into it saying, I am willing to hear what you have to say. I'm willing to try to see things from your perspective. Absolutely. And you have to do that because everybody has a story and everybody has an angle. It doesn't mean everybody has a truth because our truth is is by itself. It stands alone. But in order to get people to a place of being able to see what the truth looked like, sometimes that's a long journey. And you have to be willing and able to walk with people, patient, be kind, be gentle, be courteous be long-suffering, be understanding. You have to be all of those things outside of your own world, entering into somebody else's world, somebody else's story, in order for them to even get to hear what you want to say to them. And I agree with that, you know, because one of the things that I've heard, Pastor Roy, is, you know, people are saying, um, you know, the world needs to change. We're on board with that. But I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime, not not even happen in my kids lifetime. And I'm like, you can't go into it like that. You have to you have to go in saying whatever change I can affect now is going to help us go down the road. Don't don't be passive in the change. Don't say it'll happen. But I there's not much I can do as one person because you've just laid out what we can do as one person. Oh, absolutely. And I and I believe change starts with the individual. We, mm-hmm. We're looking around our, our culture and our society, rather, and we're wanting to see change happen and we get overwhelmed. Why isn't it changing? Why isn't it changing? But that's the mm-hmm. wrong question to ask. The right question to ask, from my perspective, is what can I do to change? Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, not what they are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be heard in in Michigan. I live in Midland, Texas, or in Washington, D.C., or wherever. But what can I do in my world to affect change? Mm -hmm. So, Pastor Roy, have you... Have you heard anyone talk about what what their social media experiences are like? Uh, Because that's something we talk about a lot. I know that it makes it really hard when you're reading something. Maybe you see something that someone you cared about or respected has written and then you're going wow i can't believe this you know 
Yes, I ran into, I see, I almost deal with that daily. And uh, one of the, again, the proponent that I uh, push is relationship. Because when Mm -hmm. you read somebody's post or what someone says on Facebook, you don't get the feeling behind it. You don't get the mood behind it. You don't get what happened behind it. But if you can get them off of Facebook and into a personal conversation to build relationship with them, then you can start to see their heart and understand why and how they feel the way they do. I couldn't agree more. I think um, I've actually had the opportunity to have conversations with people who I've seen what they, you know, I'm a big believer in that because I think it's hard for people, I think, sometimes to understand Especially with racism, it's such a touchy subject. I mean, just oh, yeah. even even contemplating this podcast, you know, gave us a, a moment for pause. We, you, oh, yeah. we really want to be careful about offending anyone. But I know uh, as a minority, it is it's hard sometimes to get people to see, even though, yeah, we're, we live in a, a pretty decent time in our world. If you compare it, yeah. how um, how it does affect you when you do feel that experience that maybe someone else may not have ever been able to understand. Oh, and yeah, until you can talk about it. um, And when you get a chance to do that, people more often than not listen with love. That's Mm -hmm. true. Especially when they're in an arena where there's not, there's the atmosphere is non-threatening. Yeah. Really speak what's on their heart you know i'm on i was appointed by the governor i'm the professional board for licensing and examining of professional counselors in the state of texas and there are over twenty-eight thousand licensed professional counselors in the state of texas and i get to listen to their stories of this last uh since march about all the things that they are experiencing and it's not any different than what we are experiencing right here at home in midland texas people are hurting and they just simply need an arena to express that pain and i know um from either side when when you're a person who feels like you've uh experienced uh racism on any level or exclusion whatever it is any kind of exclusion that creates a problem for your mental health it creates a problem for how you see yourself i think with children there's it's just there's it starts from the core of a person to start to doubt themselves for something they had no choice in. You're right. And, You're right. Um, and I think that's that's where we can see mental health being connected. Christy, do you have any insight into that? Um, really, I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here listening to you guys go on. I, I, I don't really right now. I want us to just continue the conversation going where it's I agree. going. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's a fantastic conversation. Yeah, I really like what Pastor Roy is saying about a, an arena and an atmosphere yes. to talk. And that's what we try to do in our podcast. Right. Give people yeah. that platform that's an unbiased platform and we do it out of love. So I think this is a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We know that these things exist. It's not fun to talk about. Um, we want to. Uh, ignorance is a bliss, uh, but here we are. We're experiencing it. Best thing we can do is have these conversations and look to people that we can yes. respect for guidance. You know, yeah, have, absolutely. I think, and I think too. I think too with parents, particularly our adults. Not necessarily do they have to be parents. Uh, children are the silent sufferers. Y'all know that better than anybody. 
they're the ones who have to sit by and, and often in a in a family they don't get to have a voice they're the ones that's they're spoken over they're silenced when they do try to speak and they suffer silently in pain because they have no one that will help them figure out in their heart and in their mind what's going on you know i'm sorry i don't mean to cry but it just makes me feel that way because i see kids suffer and they don't have an out and they need to have people in their lives who will care about listening to what they're feeling. Well, I mean, that, because it's it's our job as adults in their lives to help shape. Yes. Um, I mean, we want to not try to brainwash them into what right. we think and believe, but to shape their, you know, their questioning, their acceptance, their love, their um, belonging. Right. So if that yes. is not being addressed, we we raise you know, we raise kids into adults that then don't know how to engage in those ways. That's right. That's exactly true. Exactly. So that's so what you do and what we as the licensed professional counselors at centers do is try to um, foster that that growth. You have to. That's right. Because they're they're kids. They they're learning. They're still being navigated and right. structured, and they're they're trying to find and navigate their way through life. And if people aren't there like you and I and mm-hmm. other caring adults. Mm-hmm. And, they, they can surely find adults that will abuse them and hurt yes. them in many yes. wrong ways. Yes. Right. I mean, we've been we've been talking about that for years, right? If you leave a hole in your child's yes. brain or in their heart, somebody will recognize that and fill it with something that you don't want to be there. Yes, they will. Yes, <laughs> yes they will. <laughs> yes, they yeah. will. I came up without a father, and my mother was an alcoholic until late, till t- t- almost the time that we graduated. I graduated high school, mm-hmm. and uh, so I know what that emptiness feels like. But I had I had teachers and adult people in my life who recognized it. They mm-hmm. recognized that I needed someone there, mm-hmm. and and so some of those people filled in. I remember a fourth grade teacher that I had used to take us home with her on Saturdays or invite us over to her house on Saturdays to just let us play in her flower bed. Mm-hmm. She would mm-hmm. always give my sister and I $20 a piece because we were very poor. Mm-hmm. She knew our family needed help. She recognized that. So rather than call us poor kids or poor little black kids, she helped us by aiding us. Mm-hmm. And, and she left us with our integrity. And if you think about how that affected you, and in contrast to how if that had been a different experience, yes, that could have mm-hmm. shaped you in a completely different fashion. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? And I, we don't realize what our words, what our uh, how when we reach out to someone, how powerful that can be. That's right. I agree with that one hundred percent. And we have a lot of people in Midland who do that. Oh, really yes. care about the well-being of other people, and that's a cross-racial line. That's that's across ethnic lines. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's across uh, neighborhood lines. I deal with these people. The rich in the church that I pastor, I have white, black, Mexican, rich, poor, middle class, and I've had to learn how to deal with all of these people right where they are economically. Mm-hmm. And there's a mental stress that goes with all of that. Just because you're rich, don't mean you're happy. Right. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> you know, uh, we. We see that all the time. Um, I, one of my favorite stories to tell is that, you know, that um, I had a client at one time that 
he kept coming in saying, my, my wife and I are just on opposite ends of the spectrum. I want to do something with our money. She wants to redecorate the house. <laughs> right? So it's like, right. you know, cool. so for easy for me working at a nonprofit and in social services, it's like you do good with your money. And he says she thinks she's doing good by redecorating to create a peaceful environment. There's always a justification. Right. For whatever she wanted. So... But you're right. What we've got to do is try to teach people if it's not something that you're kind of born with or raised in a family that does philanthropic good is how right. do you get people to recognize that that need is there. Right. And Unless that's it. Those days. Another uh, sorry. Another component is all across uh, racial lines and all across uh, wh- whatever monetary level you're living in. People are ex- people experience anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, abuse, all of these things, have they they don't uh, affect just one part of society. That is everywhere. That's true. So we are all connected by some of that, some of those hurts that we've either grown up with or experienced along down the line. That's just the human condition. It is. It's the human Agreed. condition. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think and there are no that. boundaries in that. It goes, it hits all of them. Yes. And that's exactly what's happened with this year with uh, the pandemic and, you know, our oil prices dropping here in the Permian Basin, right. all of the economic distress of our country. We've experienced that very, uh, in, whether we're unified about it or not, we're all right. touched by it. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, one of the things that's most important in all of this as we deal with all these struggles that we, uh, these existential problems that we have, is that, you know, coming from a pastoral perspective, loving people can change a lot of how they feel about things. If you just learn to love people where they are. Mm-hmm. We're all pretty messed up individuals at some time. <laughs> Thank you for that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we really don't have the right to look down at anybody else, but to help them when they're when they find themselves in a going through a divorce or in a financial crisis. You know, it's not always given to them that will help them, but sometimes it's just being a listening ear, just caring. Yeah, there's so much so much truth in that. I think it's just it goes back to the one-on-one conversation versus social media which is good period i mean uh when i think people get trapped in those conversations wanting to win win a an argument that's exactly you know and you're not i've yet to see anybody i've i've ever known go you know what thanks to that facebook conversation i've changed my entire way of thinking (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that doesn't doesn't happen I think, but if you do sit and have coffee with someone, socially distanced, of course, but if you sit with someone, I don't, you're just not as inclined to say unkind things to someone's face. That's true. And when you're talking to people, you know, like I teach uh, at the church, when you're talking to people and the questions that they have, the questioner is always more important than the question. Mm-hmm. If you get entangled in the question, you're going to end up in a trying to win an argument. Mm-hmm. But if you care about the person, you're trying to win the person. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that, that's great. That becomes yeah. it's more like one man said, and I, it, it's not like having a hundred conversations with a hundred different people. It's like having a hundred conversations with the one person. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how you build relationships, one person at a time. Christy, how do you start to have those difficult conversations with, say, a friend? How do you approach that? Well, yeah, I think, okay, first of all, if you're already a friend with somebody, you're, you probably are like-minded in many ways because that's how we develop friendships, right? So yeah. then what you do is you say, okay, so along, you know, we've been friends for a long time. You know, we've felt like this. This is a conversation that we've never had. And I feel like at the, the place where I am right now, I feel like I need to have this conversation with the people I care about. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, you're not asking for immediate, you know, a rebuttal or pushback it is like hear what i have to say and um and then maybe if that person says i feel the same then that empowers everyone to move to the next level of their next you know circle of friends and you know if everybody does that then we can grow and one thing that i love is pastor roy while i don't attend his church i have so many friends that do and they talk about the feeling that they have when they walk in his congregation or walk into his church those people, those people that go to church there can change the world because they walk out of there after every meeting ready to do that. Amen. So um, I think that if we take, you know, Pastor Roy's lead, our own individual pastor's lead, our own mm-hmm. kind of mental integrity, that we can make those changes. So talking to with, to one friend about how you're feeling and what you'd like to do with that is the is uh, to me the first place to start. And I think being having the courage to share a personal story, especially if you come from a place where you're trying to explain what discrimination is like, mm-hmm. instead of getting angry and using examples of what we're witnessing, because we've already seen all of those examples play out, share, I can say, share a personal story, share something that has mm-hmm. personally affected you, have mm-hmm. that moment uh, to let your pride down and share something. I think when we share our own stories, that is really connecting. Mm-hmm. That allows people to see, okay, this is a this is a real person that I care about, and this is something that hurt that person. Mm-hmm. That yes. makes a difference. We just um, we know this is such an important topic, and uh, want to make sure that uh, we, especially at centers, understand and are here to help anyone that is uh, experiencing some difficulties with this or with whatever the civil unrest that they're dealing with. We know we've already seen clients that are struggling with just what they see on the media. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and Pastor Roy said it earlier. He said, look for those people in the community who are there to listen. Mm -hmm. So if it's your pastor, if it's we have so many nonprofits that are willing to help, um, you're not alone. You know, Melanie, I know you started out the podcast, um, you know, with kind of with uh, something from the Hogg Foundation for Mental Health. Um, in, in reading their most recent article on, you know, racism being um, connected to mental health, it talked about it talks about someday the pandemic and this recession will be over. And wouldn't we love to be the generation that was able to declare the same about ra- the racism process? Right. We beat the pandemic, the recession and racism that would, so that would be something that, i mean right so yes. that would be something to kind of aspire to what a what a beautiful goal that is and i think we're always going to deal with people people are always i mean throughout time there's there are always prejudices those bonds have to be broken by like pastor Roy said these human connections mm-hmm. that's all that's the only way that we make change 
And so it starts with the conversation. It's this conversation. And hopefully all of us will continue to have good and positive mending conversations with other people. And then that's how you pay it forward and keep it going. Agree. I love that. Pastor Roy, can you end our episode with some words of encouragement? I can. I would like to do that. My wife told me one time, she's such a great lady. She's greater than I am. <laughs> I stretch of imagination. She told me one time, Roy, I don't always want an answer back. Sometimes I just want you to listen to what I have to say. Oh, so yeah. I would encourage people out there who to not be so dominant in making your point, but to be willing to allow others make theirs well said that's right yeah i love that thank you so much and thank you for joining us today and we need we need to go visit you at your church yes. i would love that anytime that would be great I'm so planning to do that very thank excited you so much. god bless y'all god bless you, too, you, too. you have All a right. wonderful afternoon y'all too bye-bye bye-bye so nice center solution is a production at the recording library of west texas Post-production work done by Ethan Harris. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the Recording Library at 432-682-2731. Email Melanie questions you have for the show at msize at centerstexas.org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at C. E-N-T-E-R-S-T-X dot org. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. Catch you next time.